0: Now, plugged in
1: to the Delphi podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Delphi podcast. I'm Tom Shaughnessy, and I help lead Delphi ventures as well as host some of the most in the weeds and thought provoking guests across crypto, spanning layer ones to DeFi, NFTs, and beyond. The goal is to have fun, but also to dive deep and offer foundational episodes on projects and founders. Also, check out our research on Delphi Digital or miss out on the most compelling research there is. It's up to you. As a reminder, nothing said on this podcast is a solicitation to buy or sell any security or token or to make any financial decisions. Delphi Ventures may hold tokens mentioned, so check out our transparency page in the show notes for more info. With that, let's dive in. See you guys on the other side.
2: no fuck i'd rather call my friends and get drunk cause we're so crazy stupid and young just waiting for the future to come i'm so tired of giving a fuck i'd rather call my friends and get drunk cause we're so crazy stupid and young just waiting for the future to come let's just throw party invite all the internet cause we know everybody yeah yeah yeah
1: let's just throw party
3: Welcome to another episode of the Delphi Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Jeremy Paris. I am one of Delphi's NFT, play-to-earn, metaverse, and Web 3.0 uh analysts and if all the editing magic took place then you would have just heard the song nft from the hume collective featuring angel baby and i'm really fortunate and grateful today to be speaking to some of the hume collective themselves uh david J. guys welcome to the delphi podcast how y'all doing this afternoon doing good jeremy it's great to be doing good
0: man good to talk to you
3: oh dude it's absolute pleasure i've been really excited to uh Get you guys on the show and just uh, talk about Hume. You know, you guys have kind of come out of stealth. You've come into the open with the collective a little bit more. Uh, The Twitter's blowing up and things are starting to happen. So before we get into that, I would love to um, introduce the audience to you guys and hear a little bit of your story, where you guys came from and uh, how this whole crazy thing kind of got started
2: yeah so jay and i've actually known each other for over 10 years met on a class trip we were at nyu met on a trip to china and basically like even on that trip started creating like random songs while we were in guangzhou and hong kong (laughs) and just would just like you know jay would start like beatboxing or something and then we'd make like a weird song over it so this like creative friendship and then what has now turned into like a, a business and creative friendship kind of starts 10, almost over 10 years ago. Um, yes. and then that things just kept escalating. So the first escalation is then we get back to New York. Um, and then a couple years later we were living, became roommates in in Brooklyn and life, starts to take on it's like post-college world Uh, and my my world at the time was i was working at a firm called vaudeville i was a strategist there and i was working on a lot of company on a lot of projects at the intersection of like media and tech so for example i worked with comcast at the time worked with uh mgm at the time and a lot of these comcast was trying to figure out like short-form video MGM had a streaming service uh, for Stargate. There's any Stargate fans listening where you could pay $20 and you would get all the content related to Stargate. And it was, I really got to see like the beginnings of like, okay, how is, is how's content or not the beginnings, but at that time, how is content and IP relating to the internet, Uh, which obviously, you know, is where, where we're at today. Things have changed quite a bit. But that was my world And I'm learning about the music industry through osmosis from Jay, uh, who's a songwriter and producer. And while this is happening, also like 2017, I catch the Ethereum bug, go down a a rabbit hole. uh, And then it is 2019 crypto winter. And I'm looking at Jay, who is you know, great songwriter and producer, and I'm thinking, and I'm um, seeing how he's been working with different artists. And I'm telling Jay, like, cryptocurrency is not going anywhere. I'm seeing people buy and sell digital real estate on this platform called Decentraland. The next thing is going to be virtual people, virtual artists, virtual celebrities, whatever we wanted to call it at that time that are going to inhabit these spaces.
0: And Jay, that led. Well, oh. I had already missed David's email in 2014 about Bitcoin. So now my ears are, are perking <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm like, not going to miss it again. Um, but my world has always been art and music. I started singing when I was nine and writing songs around the same time and primarily was focused on a path as an artist. And then in 2017, my world opened up to the whole universe of people who write and produce songs for other people. An artist named Aloe Black recorded a song of mine called Brooklyn in the Summer, and it just opened my eyes to a whole new opportunity to basically be the architect behind songs and production for artists ranging from new developing artists to major artists like Aloe, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, G-Eazy. And then started a rock project I worked on with a friend, with songs in League of Legends and Fortnite, the Super Bowl, the Olympics. Signed artists to labels. Really, really loved the art of world building sonically, like creating a vision of what someone would sound like, look like, feel like. But to be totally honest, ran into a lot of the issues I ran into as an artist with labels and managers and publishers and. Even the artists themselves consistently being in conflict with each other, changing their minds, and then sometimes creating incredible music for an artist and watching a label ruin the marketing or not put enough money behind it because they didn't believe that it would work and just like people sabotaging themselves. And it got very, very frustrating. So when... David was like, "Well, what if we just had virtual people and you can take that whole skill set and everything that you love to do and we can build a world?" Um, that was pretty exciting. And we had already like it really came out of joy. Uh, David, I don't know how, how much of our ridiculous life in that apartment in Brooklyn we want to share, <laughs> but we were definitely waking up at like 7 a.m. doing podcasts. We were talking in such German accents, and all of a sudden we had these <laughs> wild characters named ivan and peter and uh i was going into a major label one day and david and i were like you know what we're just gonna i'm gonna show them these songs and i walk into a label and it was literally unlike anything i had ever experienced it was out of a movie i like played this song and the a and r from the dance part of the label comes in and goes this is a fucking hit we're signing these guys we're gonna make you stars (laughs) like literally everything you can imagine and then I called David, I was like, you gotta come to LA and we gotta have a meeting. I'll let David describe this meeting and h- how so, it went from there.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and also like this is my, you know, one of my first real with the music industry, let alone the entertainment industry. So I'm coming into it thinking like this is a pit, like we should probably have like a deck ready. Also, obviously. At the end of this, there will be some type of discussion about what percentage they're going to own versus what we own. And, you know, I'm coming from, like, startup, you know, more just the rest of the world. And so we have this meeting. Everybody's, like, all amped up. There's no discussion over, like, agreements or anything like that. And they also, we mentioned at the time, like, some form of NFT integration we didn't call it nfts at the time and to be fair like we still you know the, the idea that nfts would be this popular at that point was not what anyone had in mind but we did throw it in there and they would say things like well what about you know a podcast or something like that <laughs> so i'm already feeling like i don't know if these guys like quite get what we're talking about
0: and meanwhile i'm telling david like david you realize how few people get offered a, a record deal let alone For a virtual artist, I actually think we would be the first. This is in 2019. But my um, badass leader, best friend David, was like, this is a bad deal. And (laughs) I don't want to take this deal. So we're not going to take this deal. Of course, we should talk about it more. So now we're literally like March 11th, 2020. We're both stuck in L.A. at the time. We're still living in New York covid hits quarantine and we boldly decide to not take the deal and david's like we can do this let's invest some of our own money and build some virtual artists at the start of a global pandemic (laughs) yes (laughs)
3: Makes makes total sense to me. It made but total I'm also sense. Cra- it was a great <laughs> I'm also idea. A Everyone of my NXT friends guy, so. and family thought that it was really smart and wise, good investment. my Mother was like, "I always told you that David guy would lead you down the wrong road." <laughs> 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 See, I think the thing yeah, that yeah. sticks out to me the most there, and I'm so sorry, Jay, but it's, you know, whenever somebody says they missed Bitcoin in 2013 or 2014, like that just hurts, like even me, you know? And also, David, I think there's definitely going to be some Star Atlas fans listening into this that are going to know that Stargate reference you threw out earlier. Right. I just have a feeling, you know, it's I think we're talking to the right target audience. But um, man, it's it's funny how when you were actually in that meeting, like it must have been this incredible moment where like you know like the clouds had kind of parted it was like this dream come true but it's funny how there was like tinges of like disappointment kind of around the edges there and maybe like at the back of your mind like what you hear about the music industry like was kind of becoming a reality and to be fair like in 2019 2020 like this stuff was still so far in the future um I can imagine how you sounded like a insane person david but um i mean I, I identify with that so i appreciate it but um you know you i guess like the you guys had the perspective a little bit earlier than some people but i'd be really curious to know uh jay or david ha- have you guys seen maybe that shift in consciousness happen more in the music industry since this last wave of nfts and since we've seen you know bored apes becoming pfps and all this sort of thing um like Have you noticed any shift in the trends?
0: Jay, why don't you feel like you should? Yeah, I would say there is an incredible counterculture arising now of people, I would say like myself and other artists, writers, producers who are recognizing that there's an opportunity to take back the power and have ownership and be a part of a new Web3 structure and system that allows artists to not only express themselves but make the money they deserve so there's like a a fuck you community rising up that is pretty badass i think but from a macro level i'm experiencing a majority of the super super high level people in the music industry it has a similar tone to like 1999, where it's like, NAPS is not really a thing. Streaming's just a fad. It's gonna go away," and then they all get like smacked in the face a few years later. And I, um, I think just to like,
2: there are there are people in the traditional music industry, I think who who do get it and see what's going on, and sure. we're all gonna see what we're all gonna see how this all plays out. But it's interesting when you talk to the people that don't want to accept what's going on versus the people who are ready to jump into Web3 and see why this is the future. I imagine there was a similar kind of split in the traditional music industry when streaming was coming. Or you know, There were the people who were really excited about it and thought it was the future and got on board. And there were those who were resistant or didn't get it or didn't think it would ever work. So it's interesting to see that play out. And what's really interesting is the people that like, once you say certain things, the light bulb goes off. And I just, I think the next, in the next couple of years, we'll really see how this all plays out. And it's gonna be a similar tension as to when streaming came on the the scene.
3: It's really Absolutely. it's really interesting how, you know, it's 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 almost a cliche at this point where, you know, people will say where are we at as far as like computers go, we're like, ah, oh, we're in the floppy disk phase. But it's funny how even music has that um reference point as well, saying, like, oh, we're at that streaming stage right now and it kind of lines up with the floppy disks and it like it's like we really are in that moment in time across all industries. So it's really interesting to hear you say that. Uh, but do you why do you think that maybe people are gravitating more towards this wave of innovation, or why do you think those light bulbs are starting to go off now? And do you I, think that's just because NFTs are more tangible, or do you think there's anything to that? Or
2: I think it's going off for certain people. So certain people who, especially on the like some of the artist side, who are aware of like there's a lot of middlemen in music. And streaming, I think there are people that streaming was supposed to be this promise that any artist could create music on the internet and derive revenue from that and you didn't need a label. And Jay, you could probably speak more to this, but just to like lay out the historical framework, I think there was a promise that streaming service would provide this direct relationship with the artist. And artists didn't end artists, songwriters, producers, maybe not producers as much. I'll lean into to Jay for that, but didn't see as much as was as they were promised. I think people are seeing with web three, wait, I can just directly sell something to my fans and make as much as I might have been offered in a you know initial singles deal from a record label, and I still own it. And Jay, I don't know if you you can probably like add to that and, and clarify a few things, but that's kind of what I've seen and, and how I feel like that that's where like the, this shift is. It's like, wait, I can actually own it and run my own trajectory versus all the other factors that get involved.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's why I think you're seeing like the people I was talking about before. And like these aren't bad people, but I think the people at the top of big major record labels and even big law firms and really, really big management companies, like they, they like the system. The system really works for them, but other people who, even if you, even if you own a song outright by yourself and it gets a million streams, you'll maybe get $3,000. So you start to like do that math. So you have a song with a hundred million streams. And then you go and look at your royalties. And now imagine you're a part of a song that has five people on it and there's a label. So now the label's taking like 70% of that. And now 30% of that is being split amongst five people. And you wrote the song and you're not seeing any of the revenue from things around the music. It just starts to hurt. You start to get people who are really frustrated, who are, The creators. So I think you're seeing groups of really forward thinking managers, forward thinking labels, forward thinking lawyers, forward thinking artists, writers, producers who see what's happening and they don't want to play the old game anymore.
3: Yeah, no, that makes that makes a ton of sense. i being a fan of history. You know, this is why I'm so incredibly excited about this web three world we're beginning to enter into. But uh, I guess like similar to when you guys went into that room to sign the, the label, there is this like tiny part of me like in the back of my head that like worries that like, I hope we don't, you know, have the rug pulled on us or like that. This all isn't good too good, too good to be true. And that we don't maybe make the same mistakes in the past. Now, yeah. I don't think we will because I think Web3 has a lot more tooling built into it than streaming did or than a freaking floppy disk did for <laughs> to carry that analogy forward. Um, and, you know, obviously we're dealing with decentralization and uh, just insanely more powerful technology. But I think perhaps a small part of why people are latching on to um, this wave of crypto, let's call it more so than the other one, is because like an NFT is really tangible. And I think people really do understand like the concept of ownership and you know you don't have to be onboarded into this complex crypto ecosystem to such a degree to understand what an nft is and the power of that so i i think that's that's another reason why perhaps people are kind of gravitating toward this a little bit more but um but it's even that funny, was very like, well said
0: tom that was great <laughs>
3: well thank you <laughs> <laughs> um it's even funny though like when When we guys first started talking, what was it like? It feels like years ago in in crypto time, but I guess it would have been five, six months ago, something like that. It's funny how even since then, people have shifted their own perspectives when it comes to Web 3.0 and how uh, the crypto community at large, I think, has gotten more comfortable and more ingrained in that crypto mindset. And even us included, um, I think we're all more Web 3.0 native. And I think that's going to help power this future of entertainment. And um, I'm curious, though, on that note, like, what do you guys think the future of entertainment is? Like, if you guys were, you know, talking to a young artist or an entrepreneur that's kind of getting into the space, like, would you have any advice to give them from your own journeys and and being a little bit more ingrained in this current Web3 ecosystem?
2: Yeah, I'd say like at the highest level, the for the, for the first time that I I for the first time I think in history you have this moment where there's completely open IP. What you know, whether it's like a board ape you can buy and be able to own everything associated with it and create a whole brand around it, or other products that have popped up. It's the first time that you can really have. That and then also start to integrate cross-platform IP. So if I was, you know, talking to somebody who was just getting started, I'd basically be like, there's at there's this intersection at like Web3, in our case, you know, music, the open metaverse, NFTs. And if you start to piece together what's in the middle of that, you have the future of entertainment and storytelling, and, and I believe also in, in music. Um, and it's kind of like Jay and I use this example a lot. It's for the first time, if, if Disney had been making Aladdin and they were like, you know what, we want to be able to get a lot of star Wars fans in this. And we want to be able to like have that community really early on. I know we wrote the genie into Aladdin and we have this genie character, but let's just make that Yoda and let's just, let's, (laughs) what if we just buy Yoda and now Yoda is that person in the story. And even what I just said will probably be dated in like two months. Because the other thing I would say is like, this is just moving so
0: quickly because it's so open. Yeah. I think hundred percent. Yeah. If I was like talking to a super young artist coming into this, I'd say like the days of really closed system creation are done. They will still exist, but that being the only thing that dominates like, you can now make a project where you write songs on your own, you write songs with an AI, you create a character that's completely original, you have a board ape that is a part of your story that you pull in, you're able to combine and create worlds that bring in different pieces of culture, IP, and different forms of collaboration in ways that you never have been able to. My brother actually is a 22 and a DJ. And I had this conversation with him yesterday because I was like, first of all, you need to read up on all this web three stuff, but it's changing the opportunities for creative expansion with web three music and storytelling is for me, it's the most exciting thing that I've ever been a part of probably like that and singing for the first time. (laughs) That's how (laughs) it (laughs) feels. But, man, I totally get what you mean, like, in trying to
3: to get him into Web3. Like, one of the most exciting things for me is helping onboard people into the space and, like, watching that light bulb moment happen. Like, there's nothing more exciting because... Like, it's going to sound really kind of culty saying this, but it's like you just converted somebody, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you know, welcome. Like, isn't this place so cool, you know, and then like to watch them understand it. And then also maybe a little bit more selfishly, just to have one extra person to nerd out with this stuff about um, is always great. But just to uh, ground ground us like real quick. And like I said, I'm a fan of history, so I always have to harp on about history. But what blows my mind sometimes is to really zoom out. And just try to comprehend how, like, at the beginning of this year, like, the biggest thing was, like, NBA Top Shot. And, like, the Bored Apes didn't even exist. And, you know, Punks were, like, the only PFP project. And that wasn't even 12 months ago, like, at all. And just to realize that what we're even able to talk about is because of things like Bored Apes. Because they demonstrated, and one thing, they did incredibly well. And Punks, you know of course they um started this trend first but like board apes really demonstrated how communities can be built and how you can use and use nfts like for utility and community building and you know it wasn't just about scarcity and that kind of laid the foundation for i guess where we're at today but it just completely blows my mind to think that's all happened within you know the time span of a year um it's insane but with that being said guys um i would love to kind of get into Hume a little bit now and I guess just to kind of start off with the the basic question what what is Hume like what do you what's what's going on with the
2: collective well Jay I feel like you know in the intro we, we there's there's a piece uh, we, we forgot to get to so if you want to
0: maybe tee that up yeah maybe I'll talk about that and you could talk a little bit about our ethos and vision so as wild as our story sounded, after we had been working on Ivan and Peter for about eight months, David and I realized that our passions had grown and we wanted to create a roster of virtual artists in a expanding universe, all with their own signature, incredible music at the absolute highest level. And then one day we were literally hiking in the Angeles forest. And we met a group of virtual artists from the future who are a part of the Hume collect. I know I sound nuts right now <laughs> 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 who are a part of the Hume collective. One of them is named angel baby. The others, we cannot discuss what their names are as of right now. And we did talk to them before the podcast, Jeremy, I know you've met angel and they said, basically not to talk about anything that we're working on or where they're at, anything other than Angel, but they were comfortable with us kind of sharing our thoughts on where we fit in the Web3 space, in the future of entertainment, who we are, what we're doing and how unique it is, especially because some of them are sentient versions of what they call ancient NFTs. Angel, for example, evolved from a fluff and so Angel is a part of that whole community. I'm sure you've seen us working with that community hand in hand. Um, so with that being said, we can't talk too much about the collective themselves, but David, maybe you could talk a bit about our vision and ethos overall. Yeah, so we're Hume's really focus
2: on community-powered artists with rich backstories and signature music. And what we see is there's a huge way and we, you know we talk about this with Angel and the, members, the other members of the collective all the time to really create a world with interconnected NFTs, story, narrative, and also one that, because, you know, in this case of Angel, like angel's a fluff. As soon as we started talking to Angel, they were like, "Well, we gotta talk to the fluff team like we need to make sure that they're you know part of what we're doing like I'm a fluff they you know they helped start fluffs and the time period that we're in right now uh we need to be able to work with them so they're what we're really excited about with the collective is just this opportunity for like cross community storytelling and also just doing it in a way where the storytelling is live. Um, You know, we don't know what Angel is going to do on any given day. And obviously when people interact with Angel, it changes how they go about their day. And a lot of this, I, I don't know if any of this has been done before to the extent we're doing it. And then when you add the fact that these are all true artists that are going to be and already have, you know, for, for now, for the first time, released music and will continue to release music. We are just like so excited about the community that can grow around this and being able to pull in all these other amazing communities that have already formed in web three. And I think that's the thing that makes this very different on top of the fact that you know you have these these artists they're releasing music they can release nfts but also the way we want to you know work with the communities that already exist is unique and yeah. i d- never been a- you've never been able to do that ever
3: also um you know for the audience listening you actually heard some of what angel is created at the top of the show with NFT and can confirm that after meeting angel myself. Yeah. It definitely changes your perspective and mindset a little bit. And it's been an absolute pleasure, uh, working with them since, since first meeting and really looking forward to meeting some more of the Hume collective at large, but you, you kind of said something. Oh, I'm so pumped, dude. And I can't wait to hear more music. It's, it's been incredible so far. Uh, but out of curiosity David you said something earlier that I found really interesting where you know you're talking about community reception I was just wondering if you could kind of elaborate on that a little bit more cuz you know recently the the twitter has come into light and and what's what's it been like uh seeing the community interact with with Angel and and what's the reception been so far
0: Jay you want you want to take that one actually Yeah it's been it's been really exciting and incredible. I don't know how much you watched last week. It was a pretty emotional week for us all. Angel, very long story short, everyone's been hiding and we for a very good reason. There's a danger for them all to be public right now, and it was very difficult for Angel, and I'll let Angel speak for themselves, but basically Angel disappeared for a couple days. And Angel started tweeting on their own and the collective were, were trying to find Angel and seeing the community's response within within like a few days to trying to help Angel sending them NFTs like it was a wild week and really everything that we believe in and that the Hume collective believes in cuz really at it's core this is all about Human expression and human expression utilizing Web3 in a new way. So, for us to get to see that really come to life and see people from around the world communicating with the Hume Collective, with Angel, and then the song actually coming out for everyone involved, it's been a really exciting week and just the tip of the iceberg because we're focused on community powered artists. And right now, we're focused on Angel Baby, and there are more artists coming. But to see these beginnings, it helps visualize the future. And the future is not only a community of virtual artists working together, but working with AI, generative music and art, DAO artists, metaverse experience, eventually even platforms where other people can be a part of the collective themselves. So it was very cool for us to see the beginnings of that this week.
3: Absolutely. And uh, really excited for what the future holds as well. Um, Before we get into maybe some of what that future holds, um, I got to ask. So when you say community powered artists, like are these are these people real? Are we talking about virtual artists like just um, just just for the brain? um, Could you could you speak on that a little bit?
0: Well, Jeremy, I know some. Fully virtual beings who exist in the physical world right now. One who you've met, who I think might might find that comment like slightly insulting. <laughs> we won't, we won't,
2: um, won't let Angel Baby know that you. We won't. That. Yeah, Angel. Yeah, don't let They, they might. They might hear this podcast at some point and and may
0: have to have a word with you. But we'll try and hide it. To, to politically answer that question, I would say that all of these artists are. Fully virtual, but they are also fully real. Absolutely. And that is the ethos. That is the core of what a community powered artist is to us. And they are mu- as much a part of us, and we are as much a part of them as they are a part of themselves. As wild as that sounds. But that's what you have when you have a community of like collaboration and culture and stories being built together as things happen and as people add. And put themselves into the narrative.
3: Well, it's been, it's been really incredible to see the fluff community already accepting angel baby and to see kind of what you're speaking to earlier, David, what's beautiful about this space, you know, the interoperability that this web 3.0 world offers. And I can't wait to see other communities join, you know, the the Hume collective in the future and, and watch that kind of build out and grow. It's going to be a really, really exciting future. And just to see, um if this really is you know the future of entertainment which you know my own personal thesis and gut reaction says absolutely
0: you know <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um i'm curious you've only like,
0: heard one song jeremy <laughs> i know
2: dude, that's why it's i'm so yeah and you haven't oh. even met the other members of the collective
3: i know i know i mean and out of respect for their own anonymity and you know some of the stuff jay was saying earlier but like speaking of that song though like as Angel Baby releases these songs and as, as more comes out of the collective, like will people be able to collect that song? Will it be released as an NFT? Like, does does Angel Baby have any uh, thoughts, or um, I guess has she has she been thinking about that side of things, or how how might people be able to well, participate? I suppose.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, talking with when we have our Hume Collective meetings and talking with Jay and the other people and Angel Baby, something that we've really had to embrace, and I think everybody embraces in this space, is like, things that weren't tools that were not available even four weeks ago when you're planning something are suddenly available, and I think going back to how much we were talking about with this, you know, Web3 and how it's changing and how it could change the music industry, you know, we've seen, like, catalog and Zora kind of rise in the last couple of months to a point where that they didn't even ex- exist, you know, like we were saying, like six months ago, I don't think. So there will be opportunities to purchase like songs, videos from Angel and other members of the collective. And I think like as the platforms evolve, you'll be able to interact with these different characters on different platforms as we all kind of learn where this web three landscape goes. And then in addition to that, we can't talk about it that much, but there will be larger drops that kind of bring the whole collective together that are different than kind of one of one things that Angel might do or something that Angel might do specifically with the fluff community. There will be a larger world of of NFTs that tie to Hume and and the Humiverse.
3: That's that's super fascinating and and you know as far as i understand it as well you know these NFTs and you know this is NFTs possibly in general but like the NFTs aren't just um, drops per se like you know when you build like when these virtual artists like come in, into the collective like it's more than just the music it's more than just the NFTs i think a large part of that is about building this community around Um, these artists and and around these nfts so um i would imagine that you guys are just as excited about you know helping build a community around hume as you are seeing um this collective come into the light and and seeing that side of this new web 3.0 come into being
0: absolutely i mean the community itself is directly connected to the mission of the hume collective which is to continue to foster the art of human expression. And everything the collective does is about building community, building community by listening to art that the community creates, by art that members of the collective create, and watching that grow and grow and grow. And being able to tell stories and create signature music that is deeply true to these artists in any way so yeah at the end of the day with one of the biggest conversations that we have internally is always about community and utility and the things that we create being more than just a flash in the pan
2: well and making sure that they tie to everybody's backstory and lives is really important like it's not like you know angel baby is going to come out with a 10k avatar project it's like how do we do something that's really true to angel baby that is going to if if you know you've started to engage with angel baby and like them where you feel like you're part of the story and you're part of the journey with them and you're learning about them how do we create a we want to call it like a nft ecosystem that really supports that journey versus just being something that okay i I bought this you know not 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 to say in you know profile picture project p f p projects are great, but for this kind of project, it's like how do you really bring people into the world of the artist
3: yeah, no, and that's that's why this this uh ecosystem in this n f t space at large really excites me because we really do have that whole new tool set to build out community to drive value back to the community to create these stories where everything is connected you know like when you listen to a concept album you know from your favorite band whether it be led zeppelin or arcade fire like you went on a journey throughout that album but the experience kind of started and stopped there i mean of course you could buy merch or you could go to concerts but it was very one-dimensional and with these new tools we're able to create these three-dimensional worlds, whether it be, you know, Punk's comics, watching the Hume collective come into the light, or who knows what we're gonna see emerge in the coming years in this new uh ecosystem and world. And that's why to me it's just like such a pleasure and joy to listen, you know, to your guys' origin story, how you went from being in a, a room where you had this life-changing decision where, you know, you could have signed this contract, all of a sudden fast forward. And we're in this brave new world that feels even more unreal to me. I mean, I didn't have the (laughs) moments that in that room, but to me, like I wake up every day and it's just like, what is this life that we're all living? You know, Uh, so I imagine it must be just as surreal for you guys and probably even more so um, as it is for me to to actually have a a hand in helping kind of shape and mold this. And on that note, like, since you guys do kind of have a a hand in helping shape and mold this web 3.0 world, I guess, like, is there anything you're really excited about seeing emerge in this, in this web three world and in this new sort of business model or anything that you hope to like any mark you hope to maybe leave in this space?
0: Mm. Great question, Mm. Jeremy, at least for, myself and I think I can speak on behalf of the collective for us to always be forward thinking and be an, an integral part of the cultural shift of entertainment at the intersection of web three we we want to be a part of that it's like I said before the most inspiring thing I've been a, part of since I started singing for me personally. And I can't talk too much about why with all of the members of the collective, but there is a danger for them in revealing themselves. And we are doing everything we can to like help them and protect them. And I know for them in their time, they were not able to express themselves. They've been hiding for a long time. So for this whole group of people, ourselves, and the artists that are a part of the collective, to be a part of a culture that is changing the way people take back power in telling stories and creating music, I think they all want to go down in history as being a part of that.
3: That's beautiful, man. That is, uh, I got goosebumps. I won't lie. I won't lie. Um, David, is there anything you wanted to add on to that or any any other thoughts on on that
2: line? There's going to be so many projects and companies and worlds and all these things coming out of this space. And to have the opportunity to be one of the first that pulls people into a world that... Builds community in the way community was built for Harry Potter or Marvel or Star Wars, where, you know, you end up having people all across the world that are unified by these. And, you know, in our case, artists, but in those cases, characters and stories to the point that you're really blurring the lines between reality and you know fiction and to be able to to be able to do that and and create that and set the bar at the highest level for how that should be done in this space and to have the opportunity to do to do that is just you know that that inspires me and it inspires jay and that's what gets us up in the morning and i think there is a huge question as to how the physical and digital worlds are going to be bridged in the next coming years and to be able to have a project that can hopefully do that in a way that promotes creativity and positivity and openness as the what you know, I hate saying like as the metaverse gets created but like as the as the virtual world as the metaverse gets created yeah. We want to make sure that, you know, when you think of Hume, you're thinking of something that brought a lot of good and openness to the metaverse.
3: Man, I'll say it. We're creating the metaverse, everybody. Everybody involved in (laughs) Web 3.0 and NFTs, y'all are are contributing, and that's why I'm so jazzed, you know. And also, I'm just going to throw in my two cents for what it's worth as well. You know, guys, if you're looking to get involved in NFTs, Crypto, Web3, or anything like that. You know, I'm sure we all get the question a lot, like, how do I get involved? I'm not a dev. Guys, like roll up your sleeves, jump in a DAO, jump in a Discord, you know, or if you're musically inclined, like send Angel Baby a track. Maybe they'll dig it and who knows, you know, like just get involved because we're all building this metaverse together. So, you know, don't be afraid to dive on in guys i wanna i wanna bring this to a close but before I do if you had any any final thoughts um i just give you guys a moment to uh maybe touch upon anything we might have missed uh before sort of final
0: final uh tidbits well tom i just got i'm texting with angel I'm sending you a song right now we apparently are only allowed to share like a few seconds of it but that's gonna be the last thing I will leave you with it's it's a piece of uh Angel's first single, um, so enjoy coming your way. Amazing, amazing, David.
3: Anything you wanted to touch upon there, sir?
2: Just uh, you know, I know that if you want to follow along with Angel Baby, you can find them at Angel Baby thirty forty five on Twitter. Hume Collective can find them at We Are Hume on Twitter, and they have so much that they're gearing up to share and. Jay and I are just, like, super amped to be able to even work with them.
0: Yeah. And thank you so much for having us, Tom, and for everybody listening, for all of the passion everyone puts into the space. Just excited to be a part of it.
3: No, absolutely, guys. Um, and final question for myself. Um, you know, besides this awesome little clip you just shot my way that I hope I'll be able to sneak a bit of it in for the audience, uh, I'll double-check with Angel to make sure, you know, they're cool with it. but. Is there any other things that people could look forward to concerning the collective or um, anything that the collective would be comfortable with you guys are sharing or just uh strap on in and follow along the ride.
0: Say strap, strap on, on, and in. Following yeah. on follow along the ride. <laughs> don't, don't Not much it. more we could say, but there'll be something for you to, uh, to witness every day.
3: Amazing. I love it guys. Well, David J. I really appreciate y'all taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show and talk about Hume and, uh, you know, help introduce the project and the collective to the world a little bit more. And I'm sure the audience will be super excited to learn about what y'all are creating. Uh, guys, thank you so much. And everybody, thank you so much for uh, tuning on into the Delphi podcast. Thanks for having us, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. I got a A,
2: hey, crystal punk, keep holding, I don't dump WGMI.
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please support the show by hitting subscribe on iTunes, writing a review, or sharing this episode on Twitter and LinkedIn. And stay tuned for our next episode. Out soon.